0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? The hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk.
1: Welcome back to another episode of, of Bangrangs and Daggers, quarantine edition. I'm your host out here on the East Coast, Kevin Knight, and I'll be breaking down Nebraska's uh, recruiting class that signed today, along with a look at some of the Big Ten competition classes that signed as well. And to introduce the class in a moment, I'll be bringing on a very special guest uh, to break down the class for us. But in the meantime, let's take a quick look at the five-member transfer class that the Nebraska Cornhuskers had signed today. We have. Trey McGowan's coming out of the Pittsburgh Panthers. We have Teddy Allen coming out of Nebraska, uh, Western community college and Kobe Webster coming out of Western Illinois, Kobe King coming out of Wisconsin. And finally, uh, if I say this wrong, I apologize. You have a couple seasons with Nebraska. So I'll have it down correctly at some point, lat man out of Chipola college in Florida. So without further ado, let's bring on our special guest to introduce us to our new Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, Introducing them will be my husband, Brad Knight. Thanks for having me on the pod. Oh, anytime. Most definitely.
0: So what can you tell us about Kobe Webster? So Kobe Webster is joining the Huskers from Western Illinois. Last season, the six-foot guard averaged 17.1 points, 3.6 assists, 3.2 rebounds, and shot 41.7% from the floor. While at Western Illinois, he was a three-year starter for the Leathernecks, and in his sophomore season, Webster was a second-team All-Summit League member pick. Throughout his career, he has averaged at least 15.5 points per game and three assists. As a point of reference, Cam Mack averaged 12 points per game, 6.4 assists, 4.5 rebounds, and shot 38.6% from the floor. In that same second-team All-Summit League sophomore year, Webster shot a career-high 41% from the three-point range. He'll be eligible to play as a graduate transfer immediately, but will have just one year on the court at PBA.
1: Thank you, and we certainly hope that he can be a productive member, being he'll be the only true point guard on the roster now with Cam Max's Cam departure. Which brings us to our next member of the class, the second Kobe in the class of Kobe.
0: What well, can you tell us about Kobe King out of Wisconsin? So that second Kobe the Nebraska ball secured today was a three-star out of high school and received offers from the likes of Minnesota, Iowa State, Marquette, and Wake Forest. He committed and enrolled at Wisconsin for his first three seasons of college. Over the course of his career with the Badgers, the six foot three shooting guard averaged 6.1 points a game while grabbing 2.2 rebounds and committing 0.8 turnovers. Last season, he played in 19 games and averaged 28.5 minutes on the floor. He was shooting 50, 50.4% from the two point range and 25% from three. Uh, He also averaged 2.8 rebounds this season and 1.6 assists to 1.5 turnovers per, per game. King is listed as having two more years of eligibility and is expected to apply for a long shot waiver to begin playing in the coming year.
1: Nothing like NCAA bureaucracy to gum up the works and confuse everybody on whether or not we'll actually get to enjoy a player on the court for a season or not all other things going on in the country aside on whether there'll even be a basketball season next year or not. Let's not even go there. I can't handle that. (laughs) So uh, moving swiftly on, let's take a look at the third member of the signing class
0: this year, Teddy Allen. What can you tell us about Teddy? So Teddy Allen also joins the Huskers with two years of remaining eligibility. This former Nebraska Gatorade player of the year began his freshman year with the West Virginia Mountaineers. After appearing in 35 games and averaging seven points per game, he transferred to the Wichita State Shockers. There, he sat out the 2018-19 season due to NCAA transfer rules. His time in Wichita was unfortunately cut short after he was arrested in June of 19 on suspicion of domestic violence, criminal damage, and theft. He was dismissed from the team as a result and transferred to Western Nebraska Community College. For WNCC, he started in 27 of 28 games and averaged 31.4 points per game, 3.7 assists per game, and 7.4 rebounds for the Cougars. Shooting 51.4% from the floor and 37.1% from beyond the arc, made Allen first in the country in both scoring for the season and in points per game at the junior college level. He also finished 16th in the country in points per minute. Certainly
1: somebody that we need on the floor if we want to be able to compete. Uh, dedicated score is something that yeah, at times we're most certainly sorely lacking, unfortunately. So that brings us to our next member of
0: the class and second to last, what can you tell us about Lap Mahon? So Mahon was part of the 2017 recruiting class and committed to the TCU Horned Frogs as the top-rated prospect out of Australia. He redshirted his first year and then played just 17 games in his second year as he battled that injury bug. Following that disappointing second year, he transferred to Chipola College in Florida to play at the JUCO level. Uh, while at TCU, Mayan averaged 7.9 minutes in 17 games and averaged just 2.1 points per game, managing a career 42.3% from inside three-point range on 26 total attempts. He also averaged 2.1 rebounds per game with a career-best performance of 12 points and 6 rebounds against, who else? West Virginia. Mayan's fortune improved at Chipola, there, he was a first-team all-conference performer, averaging 11.8 points and 8.4 rebounds per game. Mayan shot 47% from the field and 38% from the three-point range. That was uh, 38 for, for 99 attempts. Mayan will have two years of eligibility remaining when he arrives in Lincoln, and he'll be immediately eligible.
1: And if anybody is interested, pull a college... Is not located in anywhere particularly desirable. No offense to that part of Florida, but it's in the panhandle, not really particularly close to the Gulf, not too far from the Georgia and Alabama borders. So it is certainly not a place that should have that much appeal compared to Lincoln. If you think about it, uh, sorry to throw a little bit of shade there at Florida, but you know, is what it is. So finally, let's, Wrap this up with our look at the final member of the Cornhusker class and the last commit to join, in fact, Trey McGowan's out of Pittsburgh.
0: That last new Husker we're talking about, McGowan's, comes to Lincoln by way of the Pittsburgh Panthers. The sophomore was a four-star per 24-7 in the 2018 class and the 86th ranked player in the country per rivals. McGowan's averaged 11.6 points per game over his career, starting 64 of 66 games for Pitt. He's shown some impressive growth. Compared to his freshman season, his assist total doubled in the sophomore season. It went from 55 to 118. That's 1.7 to 3.6 per game. Turnovers did increase modestly in the same period, moving from 80 to 94. So he's got some work to do on that front. He also averaged 1.7 steals per game and was shooting 31.1% from three this past season.
1: Thank you very much for that look at the incoming recruiting class, Brad. And uh, we certainly appreciate having you on and hope you might join us again sometime soon.
0: Anytime.
1: All right. So with that, let's take a look around the Big Ten and see what some of the competition looks like for the Cornhuskers. We'll uh, start off by taking an overview of 24-7 rankings for the classes. Uh, Just for simplicity, we're going with 24 seven here. Obviously there's Rivals, there's ESPN, there's multiple other forms of tracking of commits and whatnot, but there's only so much time in the day to do research and there's only so much time for all of you uh, folks out there to also commit your time listening. So let's get into it. Broken down, uh, purely within the big 10, The Michigan Wolverines came out on top in uh, the rankings for the Big Ten. Second was Illinois. Third, Wisconsin. Fourth, Purdue. Fifth, Indiana. Uh, Sixth was Michigan State. Seventh was Rutgers. Eighth was Minnesota. Ninth, Ohio State. Tenth, Penn State. Eleventh, Iowa. Twelfth, Northwestern. Thirteenth, Maryland. Maryland. And coming in at number 14 was our Nebraska Cornhuskers, unfortunately. Um, Now, there are a few different things that uh, differentiate a bit here how uh, recruiting classes work for basketball versus, uh, say, football. Um, And just in case any of you happen to not be familiar with those, uh, the biggest factor is the fact that any given season, uh, due to how small rosters are for basketball, unlike with football, you're generally going to be averaging roughly around 20 kids per class. Uh, you know, obviously, it'll be higher in any given year. It'll be lower in any given year. But for the most part, you're right around 20, which is a fairly large class. Basketball, not so much. Uh, there sometimes could be as little as one open scholarship position on a team, usually more like two. Uh, in a very, very big attrition year, you could have as many as five. So, I mean, there's really no consistency. And if you're going to have a class of five people uh, incoming at, you know, say Duke, honestly, there's no prayer there that you're going to be able to compete with them. Uh, You know, whereas Michigan State this year, for example, uh, one of the blue bloods in the conference only had two open uh, well, three, but I mean, they have two commits right now. So point being, it it skewers these quite a bit in terms of uh, overall rankings as a result. Um, one thing that you can do uh, to sort of look at it in a different light, for example, is if you take the average player ranking, um, which in this case, flips it on the other end of it does disadvantage larger classes in that, uh, say, um, you know, Wisconsin has five commits. Wisconsin hurts a bit on that as a result because obviously number five filling the roster there isn't their headline guy and probably has a lower ranking than their number one guy. So, you know, this is a different way of looking at it, though, just for interest of comparison comparing and contrasting. Also uh, another thing to bear in mind with 24 seven is uh, they don't always count uh, transfers as part of incoming classes. For example, they only list Nebraska as having two commits, even though as we already broke down, they have five incoming players. So uh, bearing all of that in mind, let's take a look at what the conference standings would be if we went by average player ranking instead. And coming out on top is Michigan with an average player ranking of 97.79. Bear in mind, that's not only top in the Big Ten, it's also the fifth best in the country, behind only Gonzaga, Duke, Kentucky, and North Carolina. Uh, After that, in second place is uh, Michigan at 97.47. Third place is Illinois at 96.09. Fourth is Minnesota at 94.32. Fifth is Indiana with 93.68. Sixth is Purdue with 93.22. Seventh is Ohio State with 92.82. Eighth is Rutgers with 91.18. Ninth, Wisconsin, 90.67. Tenth, Northwestern, 90.15. 11th, Maryland, 87.97. Nebraska, 87.14 in 12th, uh, mind you. So not in last place. Uh, 13th is Penn State at 87.13. And what you will all enjoy greatly as Nebraska ball fans is 14th place. You probably noticed who I haven't said yet. Iowa. Yep. Yep. The Hawkeyes come in in 14th place. If we go by average player ranking with a lowly 80.82, almost seven full points lower than 13th place Penn state. Yes. I rounded very liberally there. Iowa fans just deal with it. All right. Deal with it. You guys can't even count anyway. So who cares? All right. So, Broken down average player ranking, and we've talked about how they all fall within the Big Ten. Let's take a look at the classes very quickly, and that will wrap up this episode. It'll be a short one as a result. Um, Michigan, as I said, falls in number one by total class rank. Uh, They're up from ninth in the conference last season. Uh, They were good for 12th nationally. Uh, They had Zeb Jackson sign as a four-star fellow four-star Hunter Dickinson is also uh, committed there. Um, I'm a little bit discrepancy here. I didn't see anything on Michigan's website that Hunter Dickinson or Terrence Williams, who is also four-star actually signed. Uh, seems pretty clear that they're going still. Uh, but as of right now, I don't actually have anything showing that they signed via a very quick look. So um, bear that in mind that I only have so much time to look through every single team's website. I didn't see anything quickly listed. I didn't see anything on their Twitter account. So uh, Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams are also supposedly committed. And Mike Smith, a transfer, is also a uh, signed uh, transfer commit for them. Um, One thing to bear in mind is the fact that Michigan had one of the top classes in the entire country with two five-stars committed. If you notice, I didn't just rattle off any five-stars. That's right, with less than 24 hours to go until signing day opened. They had two five-stars decommit. You just, you hate to see it, folks. You just hate to see that kind of attrition. Oh, man. I feel so bad for Juwan Howard. Yes, that was sarcasm. I'm sure you're all aware of that. Anyway, they had uh, two players decommit, one uh, flip to Arizona State, and the other is headed off to Europe uh, to play professionally. So they had a huge, huge hit to their roster. It's still a solid class, but by all means, uh, it was quite a bit embarrassing for them in uh, the grand scope of things. So now that we've enjoyed uh, making fun of Michigan for a moment, let's move on to Illinois. Illinois was the second ranked class in the big 10. They're up from the 10th ranked class last year. Uh, Nationally, they were good for 15th. They have Andrew Corbello, a four-star Coleman Hawkins, a three-star And they also have listed still as a commit, hard commit, Adam Miller, who is a four-star. And transfer is Austin Hutcherson uh, as well. Uh, So that rounds out the fighting Illini. Uh, After that was Wisconsin for the third best class in the Big Ten up from the basement 14th last year. Uh, nationally, they, their class was ranked 22nd, uh, coming in for them, Ben Carlson, a four-star Johnny Davis, a three-star Lauren Bowman, a three-star Steven Kroll, a three-star and Jordan Davis, also a three-star in fourth place for the big 10 was Purdue. Uh, nationally, they fell at 26th. Uh, They're up to fourth in the Big Ten after their class ranked eighth last year. Signing for them is four-star Jaden Ivey, four-star Ethan Morton, and three-star Zach Eddy. After them, Indiana was ranked fifth this year per 24-7. They're up from sixth. Last year and nationally, their class fell at 31st in the country. Uh, Signing with them was four-star Anthony Leal, three-star Jordan Geronimo, uh, quite the last name. Let's uh, put a pin on that one as possibly the best incoming name. Uh, After that, Trey Galloway, a three-star. And that rounds it out for the Hoosiers. Coming up next in the rankings is Michigan State at number six, uh, down from the second-best class in the Big Ten last year, and good for 36th this year. Uh, Signing with them was four-star Matty Sissoko. uh, Sorry if I said that wrong. And four-star A.J. Hoggard. Uh, Next up is Rutgers coming in at number seven. Up from 13th in the Big Ten last year. Nationally, their class ranked 38th. Uh, signing with them was a four star Cliff. I'm not even going to say it right at all. Omar Yuri. Uh, also going to butcher this one. Three star Mawat Mag. Uh, Three star Dean Reber. And uh, no rankings for their fourth commit, Oscar. Next up in the Big Ten rankings was Minnesota's class coming in at number eight. Last year they were up at number four. Nationally they fell 52nd this year. Signing for them was four star Jamal Mashburn Jr., three star Martiz Mitchell, and they also had Western Michigan transfer Brandon Johnson. And also another transfer, Liam Robbins. After that, at number nine in the Big Ten class-wise is the Ohio State Buckeyes, all the way down at number nine from last year's ranking of first. Nationally, this class ranked 60th after last year, ranking 14th. Uh, Their commits, uh, so I don't have for sure that anybody signed. I'm sure that they have. Uh, Once again, I just, it's 24-7 lagging a bit on updating this and just my inability to quickly confirm all 14 teams for this. Uh, Eugene Brown III, a four-star commit. Zed Key, a three-star commit. Uh, They have Abel Porter coming as a transfer out of Utah State. And Seth Towns, a transfer coming out of Harvard. Both of them are immediately eligible. And as I mentioned on the show last week, But can't help but remind everyone again, three-star guard Seth Towns was highly sought after by none other than Juwan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines, and he proceeded to decide on Columbus and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Good for you, Seth Towns. You already have a great spot in my fan book as a result. Coming in at number 10 class-wise for the Big Ten, up from number 12 last year, and good for 61st in the country, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Signing with them was three-star Dalian Johnson, three-star DJ Gordon, three-star Valdir Manuel, and three-star Caleb Dorsey. Also uh, with them is Sam Sessoms as a transfer. Next up, ranked number 11th for the second straight year in uh, the conference rankings, and falling at number 62 nationally, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Signing with the Hawkeyes is three-star Aaron Ulyss, uh, three-star Tony Perkins, three-star Josh I'm sorry Josh Ogundele, uh, unranked. Keegan Murray and unranked Chris Murray. After that, we have coming in at 12th in the big 10 Northwestern down from number seventh last year and nationally their class ranked 71st. Uh, Signing with them was three-star Ty Berry and three-star Matt Nicholson. Coming in, 13th in the big 10 for class rankings and down from third last year uh, good for 81st nationally down from 29th last year the Maryland Terrapins because Mark Turgeon knows how to recruit talent if he can do anything other than that like in-game coach well eh, not so much but you know uh, he can recruit, as evidenced by the fact that they came in 13th this year in uh, conference rankings. Signed with them is three-star Marcus Dockery, and uh, currently still listed as a hard commit, but probably did sign. Three-star Aquan Smart, uh, also a transfer out of Boston College. They picked up four-star Jerris Hamilton, and I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry in the off chance that there's any turp listening. Finally, that brings us to Nebraska. Uh, We already know who committed. Uh, However, they fell 14th in the Big Ten rank-wise this season, down from fifth last year. And nationally, they were good for 87th in the country, down from 52nd last year. As I said, though, uh, transfers don't count. As you notice, quite a few teams already have Committed transfers. Um, but as a result, they only had two players who actually counted on this. Um, and as an example, both Teddy Allen and Latman Man have officially signed with Nebraska. We all know that. I'm sure you saw uh, this is recording on Wednesday night. I'm sure you saw yesterday, since this will drop at a later day, um, that we already published that on coordination. And hopefully you read the profiles that we did on that, Patrick. Uh, did some great work with one of those and uh you know i i did the other one so hopefully you enjoyed reading those but there you have it as you maybe noticed no five-star commits for the big 10 this year though uh to be fair the classes are not officially finalized just yet there are still players out there available for pickup. And there are still uh, available roster spots with some of the teams, including the Cornhuskers, to sign, whether on a transfer or somebody who is still available as an incoming freshman or Juco graduate, et cetera, uh, for the various options. But uh, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, Be sure to come back next week because we will have another very different, very special special guest uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I don't want to spoil too much on it, but if you would enjoy hearing from one of the first players ever to play in the NBA and a former national champion from back in the day, uh, you will greatly enjoy this interview. It'll be a really special treat. And I hope that you all uh, will be sure to tune in or download uh, when that drops next week. Uh, It'll be a great one. Uh, This guy is a phenomenal human being, a great storyteller, had a um, just amazing career back in the day and has a ton of great stories to talk about it. So um, I hope that you will be sure to join us next week. And in the meantime, uh, please follow us on Twitter for all the great breaking news at Bangs and Dags, myself at Spartion Huskers, uh, Patrick and Nate as well. Uh, they'll be in the article if you care to follow. Uh, please download and or subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you'll not only get Bangarangs and Daggers, you'll also get all the other great ones, Big Red Cop, Podcast, Five Heart Podcast, and um, the Paloma Podcast, and uh, John, John Van Johnston's uh, great one as well. So uh, like and subscribe, Uh, please feel free to give a comment or review on it as well. We always appreciate that. And in the meantime, wash your hands, stay safe, get some good exercise outdoors when it's not snowing, and uh, best wishes to everybody during this unfortunate time. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week.